Ladies and gentlemen, the other day we drafted a team with Pat Crane as part of his legendary upside anniversary mega stream. And you know, it left a poor taste in our mouth. You know, we didn't really hit our marks. We didn't really stick the landing. And Pat, Ben and I blame it on Mike Leone. And tonight the three of us are gonna draft a good team <laughs> without Mike Leone. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you Tony? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> Thanks, Leone. Thanks, Leone. Ben Gretsch, Pat Crane. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How you doing? Doing good, Gretch. How about you? How did how did you not realize he just did a cold open? How did you not know the music was playing? Pete was talking. What's going on with Gretch? That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's, <laughs> what's happening with Gretch. I can hear just now. <laughs> Crazy. Dude, I was sitting here, I flipped on Twitter, I was in the room, and I had my AirPods in, and they weren't hooked up to the Bluetooth. Uh, I just started recently using the AirPods a few weeks back, but there's, there's the first time I've done that, where I was just got lost on Twitter and didn't realize we had started. Wow. <laughs> I mean... Let's go! Your your audio sounds worse than normal, too. I think it's it does. I think it's connected Twitter. through the AirPods. Okay, yeah. let's get that fixed, too. Oh, yeah, it's not on my... Uh, now Yeti. Does that sound better? That sounds better. There we I go. Was, I was saying what's up to you guys before the stream. I made a joke. No, no one just no one laughed. No laugh at all. I was like, so, all right, I guess it's that kind of night. Well, can I re can I reveal why this wasn't normal for me? So normally I do wear headphones on the streams, but tonight I'm rocking the new I love wide receiver bucket hat, and the oh, headphones beautiful. are just like uh -huh. don't don't really work on it. So I'm going with a Bluetooth speaker for my speakers. So I was fiddling with that. Gretch didn't even know we were starting, and you were apparently talking to yourself. I was, and then I watched you guys, but like Gretch was engaged with obviously with Twitter, but he but he didn't seem like he was just like thinking, like he was sort of just like. I mean, a, a valid option. Not, not for me. <laughs> yeah, we've been Look, we've been doing this we, show. We've for done a this long before. Time. Still haven't really figured it out. Gretch, are you good now? You good? I'm good. I mean, I yeah, I was on a bachelor party this weekend. Maybe I'm still hungover from that. Who knows? But uh, yeah, dude, I've been I've been doing some traveling over the last month. Good to be back in the lab. No more trips planned. I, last week I was in a, at, a, at a lake in Washington for half the week with my wife's family. Came back home for one night, then flew out to Park City, Utah, for a bachelor party for a three day weekend. Uh, long, like eight to ten days in the sun in both places. Played golf like four times, like twice at both places. I'm like just getting my sleep back. How, but to, what everyone wants to know is how many more slow drafts did you enter? How many fast drafts did you get in on the bachelor party? Tell us about you... your life. This is, yeah. this is great. I only got two fast drafts. One of them was from the airport to the house. 
And I let my buddy hold the phone, and it was like a, a, a disaster. I was like, dude, but people are going to see my name in this draft. Like, come on, man. Like, give me the phone back. Oh, like, this, this is bad. Not a good team. Um, I only did one more throughout the weekend. We were just, like, going, going, going the whole time. Uh, did some mountain biking, all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, and then at the very last day, literally at the airport, I was like, I got to get in some of these slows. I haven't, like been able to draft at all and so i entered 40 it wasn't really enough i should have entered more i mean that with the slow puppy like it's only like five bucks to fire on it i should have i need more. to i need to do that i, should probably just I honestly should have done like 100 but whatever i got in 40 40 yeah i think i only got in a few of the fast puppies it was interesting the fact that because the, the the pomeranian was that the one that filled like within three hours and it was because yeah. of slow drafters for some reason i thought the slow draft one would finish or would fill first just with everyone like max regging but it i think it makes out. sense because people would rather fast draft and then but like you know that it's not gonna like i would do the slow draft pomeranians because i was like i gotta get the pomeranians in and the only way i'm gonna get them all in is with slow drafts but if it's a fast draft only draft I would attack that one first, I think. Although I haven't, I've have yet to do in either. So this is all hypothetical. Yeah. The chat wants to know my Demarcus Robinson exposure. It is zero at the moment, but you know what? It's gonna, it's gonna tick up at some point. The fast puppy you know, filled, right? I took uh, Gretch today at the end of the my Swolecast Best Ball Mania draft. I took Cordero Patterson. So oh, if, I thought you were going to say Demarcus. No, I mean, but my point was going to be it took this long for your Cordero Patterson take to finally hit for me. That was your first one. Month. I'll start taking Demarcus Robinson with my lockdown. <laughs> that was your first Cordero. Uh, maybe I took him one other time. I have eighteen percent Cordero Patterson. <laughs> what, you- what could go wrong? <laughs> I mean, that's just the thirty-five completed drafts from the last one, or thirty-seven, or whatever I have um someone asked how many i'm on the clock in it's a lot of puppies but we are mm. on the clock Ooh. in that many right now i gotta figure that out that's not too bad this is yeah. this is a, this is a good one here uh gretch did you see the new uh seattle uniforms oh, yeah. here those are those are sick you got they're very those. cool yeah did you see these Matt? i saw jackson smith and jigba uh oh yeah they had a very cool video promo uh, here too that had the whole like '80s, early '90s uh, vibe here with JSN rolling up. Coming in, yeah. Oh, that's cool. The Kingdom. Oh, is that the Rain Man, John Kemp? Oh man, these are bad. These are definitely better. Yeah, they're very fun. I didn't see this. I heard that he didn't know what a Walkman was before he did this. They had to they had to tell him what a Walkman was. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Oh man. Did you guys have Walkman? Did you actually own them? I did. Yeah. 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 Me too. That was like in high school when I would listen to music before my basketball games. I had like my disc man and like the over the ear headphones, and everyone's like holding their thing. Like even in warm ups, you got like one hand doing like layups, and you're holding your disc man and the other oh, one. Man. Yeah. Wait, and Denny then, and like then there the was the. It's what? been a rough What's after Denny. Denny didn't like the uniforms, according to oh, the chat. Of course, of course he didn't. <laughs> Good lord. 
there's the the CD Walkmans too. After a while, and those are that I always skip. Like oh like yeah, those skip. Them. Yeah, I had one of those too. Yeah, well, what <laughs> it didn't CDs, man. Not Dude, the best technology. What's no. crazy? Magnova Jason was born in 2002. That was literally the year that I was listening to my Disman in the layup line before JV basketball games. And uh, JSN was born that same year. Jesus. 2002. Uh, Holy man. shit. Um, yeah. JSN's parents know what Walkmans are. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's where oh, we are. No. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Bucks creamsicle ones are pretty solid too. Um, did you guys see those? The Chris no. Godwin photo? Dude, to JSN, like an iPod is probably like an old man device. Mm-hmm. Because he was probably like seven when those were like phased out basically. The, yeah. the other day, Lauren like had had found like one of her really old iPod shuffle somewhere. Oh, she was cleaning out her car and she's like, do we need this for any prayer? I was like, I, I don't think I have a use case for a, an iPod shuffle. No. In my life. <laughs> it's like just a, what about a CD? Like a smart version of a phone, basically. My wife still has like, like I, I mean, she doesn't have a ton of DVDs. Maybe it's like 20, but she still has like 20 DVDs of like her favorite movies. I'm like, you're never, you're never going to watch these. We don't even have a DVD player. I don't even think we have the capability of plugging this in somewhere. Yeah. What well, records are yeah. records are kind of back. There's like uh Oh know, yeah. That's that's still kind of a vintage thing. Yeah. Have you guys dabbled in that? Have you guys gotten a record player or anything? Yeah, I, I did. And I I just it was what happened to me, Pat, is I start I have an addictive personality and i started mm. buying a bunch of records and i was like this is going to get expensive really records fast. aren't cheap because i've kind of yeah. looked at maybe doing this very thing and it's like they're not inexpensive they're well, they're not i just cut myself off especially if you're starting to get and then you go down the rabbit hole if you go vintage shopping and you're going in a right. record store and it's like a nice hobby but it's time consuming and expensive how much like, how much is it like 15 20 bucks a pop or something so nothing it's not crazy but it's kind of just like a it's an inefficient way to to get your music but yeah because i was also reading before like that's what cds used to be like that was crazy right back in the day yeah apparently you're supposed to get your records in person because it's like it's better for like everybody involved i guess like people that you know people that own the business it's somehow better for the musicians i've heard but then also it's like a physical thing. So you want to make sure it doesn't have scratches and all that stuff. But it's, I'm like, the only way I really want to do this is like find some bulk record delivery thing where I can get them <laughs> very cheaper. You know what I mean? But you know, the, whatever. Ned says vinyl market bubbled up during COVID. Is it that hilarious too? Oh, because the funny. sports card market, all those old school physical hobbies came back because we just were all so desperate to do something. We got no live sports. We got nothing to do. Watched all the all the TV shows that were available. Watched them all in the first month, and then you're like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" <laughs> yeah, I've had um, the 105 in a lot of drafts in this range in a lot of drafts, and I, I feel like I build really similar teams. So I'm really interested in this draft slot with you guys. Like, I want to know what you guys want to do on this. It's not my favorite spot. I I love it. Well, I've really enjoyed it. Well, it I'm might be my favorite think. Spot there. Yeah. My favorite I, is, is three right now. Well, when McCaffrey goes at three, that actually helps a decent oh. hit. Holy cow. I love Cup. Cup is – I love taking Cup. I That's get a ton I of Cup at five. Yeah. Really? 
God. I don't get much cup, cup at five. five is a luxury for me. I know. Oh, dude, I have so much cup. Oh, my God. I have way too much cup. I hope he stays healthy. I'm I checking that explosion next. The I did 21% Cooper Cup right now. Like, that's just where I, I, I draft that's that Beautiful, spot, man. That that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Feels very Pat, fortunate. Both my drafts this morning on Best Ball Breakfast with Pat and Sean started with Cooper Cup, but those were from the three hole, uh, both of them, because in my drafts, like, he very rarely slips past four. So the reason I like this so much is Sean and I were talking about our, our last uh, stealing bananas was about the late first, early second, that 108, 109 range through the early second round is sort of like a big tier. But there is a difference between the early part of the second round and the late part of the second round. So the, the later drafters lose in the first round, but I do think or we think that you, you gain back some of that in the second round. When you're at five, sometimes you get a guy who belongs in that one-two turn to pair with a Cooper Cup, and it feels like a cheat code to me. Mm. I don't want to throw out names yet, but if we get an opportunity, I I will name some some names. Well, I I love I love that thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, this is if I can get a cup here, then yeah, five is my favorite spot because I think this is where you have a chance to get a really strong second round pick. A lot stronger than the Justin Jefferson drafter gets, um, right? Even the Chase drafter and Cup is—I right. mean—at his ceiling is can produce like those guys. We've and then the him. third round, you can still get these running backs that are, especially right now. Like I've entered all these slows. Brees is falling, Ramondre's falling, Jacobs is falling. You can get all these guys at three hundred five all day. No one wants to take them. Well, where? He, so I actually did bump Ramondre down in my rankings with this Fournette thing. I, I feel like the Patriots are telling us every way they can. They don't want him to be what we want him to be. So wow. So that stuff. actually, that run out kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, that I'd be down for Barkley. But Taylor, Taylor's one of the big ones. And then Alave is kind of the fallback for me. Pollard is my fallback here. Yeah, I would be I would be Smith or, or Pollard. Saquon gives you the, the week 17 core. We, we got to push him with the – he we might come push. back around. Barkley's going to keep – I'm okay with Pollard or Smith. Who do you want, Grash? Okay. Pollard or Smith? Pollard's fine. Whatever. Um, Smith's fine. Yeah, the Barkley Barkley's <laughs> falling to at least the two three turn in a lot of these, and I don't know. Like you read the quotes with his stuff, and he's talking about my leverage is holding out. Really stick it to him. Like I do think he's going. I don't think it's going to result in him not playing games, but I do think he might draw this out enough to where the market reacts to it and they get spooked by it. I don't. I mean, I think they're going to react to it in the short term, and then after like a week or two weeks, the, the reaction stops, and you're like, "Oh, that discount is over." Like, what was the you other one we were talking about? The discount, Pat? right? Yesterday uh, we were talking about Andre. There was somebody we, yesterday. You said you were letting him fall for a oh, week, Burks. and then you like Burks. Oh, Brees, I let fall for a week, and then I now. And then you were like, "Screw it, I'm going to keep drafting him," which is sort of the way that I end up re reacting to. I think the market ends up reacting that way too. They just get back to anchoring to the price, like. And so there's like a small window in my mind where you actually get these really ridiculous prices. In my slows, I took a lot of Brees, a lot of Ramondre, and a lot of Jacobs at like three, oh eight, three oh nine. Because I'm like, there's not a lot of teams that have been built with these guys here, and I do yeah, think they're not going to stay back there. And, well, at least that would be my read on the way the market will act over the next few weeks. Yeah, it's just that I don't want to take him 
I don't want to take like Barkley here because I'm not, I'm not getting any discount. In fact, I'm almost yeah. reaching a little bit relative to what his ADP will probably be, you know, this week, you know. Um, I think they're but all I am taking about, him in the third round for sure. Yeah. I think they're all talking a big game right now. It'll be interesting to see what actually ends up happening. But um, I can't, I mean, I, I guess I don't think that they're actually all going to hold out on, you know, on these deals. Like, the the franchise tag guys are are getting an opportunity to make a lot of money in one year relative to like potential career earnings yeah. and all those things. I know Jacobs has made some comments where like it's not about him, it's about other guys that come after him. I understand like all of that stuff, but I mean they don't have a ton of earning power already and to pass up ten million even over just one year is like like they what should do you, want do you that. like here. I like the running backs or Andrews personally, but me too. It's I can go in Andrews for me. What I was gonna say, let's do Andrews. I feel like yeah, we already took Pollard. Yeah, I mean today was about the worst possible day for Ramondre and Brees Hall. The Dalvin Cook rumors heating up for both. Then you have Leonard Fournette doing a tryout in New England, and then you have Brees Hall getting put on the pup list. And again, I think none of that um, is going to meaningfully change their like full season upside when it's all said and done. But again, to the same thing with Barkley, like cheaper prices are coming on these guys. Um, so I don't know. Just like people, I said guess. Here. Although I really have to say, I mean, if I think- Lenny, if Lenny signs with New England, my argument in my like newsletter, like where I will make the argument, like it couldn't be a better situation. Like talent still matters. Leonard Fournette for Lenny has been or for Ramondre. For Ramondre, I mean, it's, it's not bad great. For Ramondre. It's uh, it's obviously bad for Ramondre, but relative to the way that the market will respond, it, it it almost couldn't be a better situation to get Ramondre because we're we were just talking, I think, last week, Pat, about how he was really effective in some of the advanced rushing metrics. Leonard Fournette was bad, like below. He had a decent success level. rate. Decent he was, he, his breakaway rate. stuff. Yeah, he was at forty percent success rate, I believe. Um, I mean, he and, he, and his yards per out run was solid as well. That's why I have an issue with success rate, honestly, because like there's stuff like that where it's like, okay, but like I watched the guy. He was fucking dust last year. He was terrible. Well, his rush yards over expected was was terrible. I mean, success yeah. they measure different things, right? Success rate is like, are you gaining one like a half a yard more than expected on a given play? Then success. Are you gaining 40 yards on that play? Also just success. So it's gonna reward guys who are reliable in certain ways, but don't have any explosion which sums up Fournette pretty well. I mean, he's never been explosive, and now he's but, getting older. So I think he was reliable a couple of years ago. I think in 2023, pretty quickly, Belichick will be like, I have a good running back, and I have a bad running back, and I'm going to play the good one. And he's gone away from, like, yeah. wanting to use multiple backs. Like, I think the you know a few years back, he had the Ben Jarvis-Green-Ellis role and the James White role, and he was tipping the run-pass stuff too much. And, and since then, I think New England has tried a little bit more to not tip their run-pass with their running back whoever's on the field. Uh, and Stevenson, like, we talked a little bit about how he wasn't great as a receiver, but he he's competent, and I think they, they would just leave him That's on the not, field. I mean, check, the yards per hour was fine for Lenny last year. He didn't fall off. It was, he, had, he was above his career high last year. Right, but I don't think they would do a – what I'm saying is I don't think they would do like a Romandre as a lead rusher and then Lenny's like the lead pass. Right. He might be a third down back because it tips that what their play call is. Like on third and long, they might do it, but – they used to do it on like early downs too, and it would it would 
tip to the defense what their play call was based on basically the running back that was on the field. And they seem to not care about that. Gibbs falls all the way to the year two. Jeez. Can we I'm afford Watson it or should we get Watson? Watson? Yeah, I'm good with Watson. Gretch, are you tempted by the, the Gibbs? Just remember these I'm are tempted. draft rooms. I'm t- I've made a I've had a few drafts where I've done three detours early because I've been in spots like this, but I'm fine with Watson. Right. I'm saying like in the slow draft rooms, the three detours, like I do those all the time in slow draft rooms, but you get you get punished with our with our crew yeah. in here tonight. Um fair. Fair. I I don't think, you know, Lenny is not very good, but I don't think he tips your hand on the play call because he he's huge. Like if you want to slam Lenny up the middle of the of the line, like that's fine. That's a thing he does. Like he will run up the middle. Sure. I'm saying I don't think they will have specific roles. I agree. I don't think they'll have specific roles. And then I think it'll immediately be clear that Ramondre is a superior player and he'll be on the field a lot more. Like it'll be 80-20 or 70-30. Enough that Ramondre's like there's obviously not 90% workloads at running back, snap right. at running back. It's not frequent. He'll be 70%. Lenny will be 30%. And we won't be that worried about Ramondre. Ramondre will like be the clear lead from a talent perspective. I just, I don't know. That's the way I would see that playing. That's why I said it, it's good. It's not good from like a projection standpoint or anything. Obviously there's concern. Lenny can do all this stuff. I just think like part of the bet on Ramondre is he's good enough that Belichick will lean into using him in a way that he doesn't always lean into using his running backs, but he does sometimes when the guy's like demonstrably right. better than his other options. And I think this is basically the argument I made for Ramondre when they signed James Robinson. So I, I get what you're saying. Right. I just, yeah. I just think Fournette like has, enough left in the tank and is it is annoying because he's like huge of the respect you want to do i've been kind of wanting to get a little bit more christian kirk but i'm open to to other ideas yeah i mean we gotta get some receivers it's that or or just grab godwin which i i have so much fucking chris godwin i i'm ready to chill on my god i'm trying to i'm trying to lower my exposure on godwin too (laughs) um like what, what i find annoying about fournette is that like he he is big. He can handle short yardage stuff. His success rate wasn't terrible last year, which would be another thing. Like you only do need like half a yard more than expected if you're at the goal line, you know? So that could be an issue. He handles the dump off stuff pretty well. Like he gets up to speed really slowly, but like he's hard to bring down. So you can kind of like in those little dump offs where he starts rumbling, he's not, he's not like horrendous. So I just, he strikes me as a potential thorn in the side of another running back. In a way that, like, I'm even that generally, but I just feel like, as far as Ramondre is concerned, like, I think Dalvin Cook has enough left in the tank that it could be an issue, right? But, like, Ramondre is just as big as Lenny. He's everything you're saying, but younger and probably more explosive at this point. I would say definitely more explosive at this point. Ramondre? Yeah. Then, then yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. 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 You're not disagreeing with that. I wouldn't no, no, imagine. no, no, no. Ramondre is yeah. way better than Lenny right now. Like he yeah. definitely is, but it's just like, they, you know, they're talking about Ty Montgomery. They're like talking about signing down with cook. Then they weren't bring in Leonard Fournette for a workout. I mean, like all of that is concerning. What they want to do, believe them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I well, just don't see, like, that's where I, we've talked before recently about how, one of the edges left in the market at this stage in fantasy football is like running back talent, like actually betting into the guy that can differentiate on the field to where the coaches are like, yeah, we got to play the guy who's just better. Like it's just obvious on Sundays who the better player is. And there are running backs that are better than other running backs. As much as we say running back doesn't matter and this and that, like no, some guys look more explosive. Matters. Yeah, it certainly yeah. matters. And I, I know you're on this with me. We've talked about this before. 
I think this is a great application of it where like everything you're saying, I think is relevant, but that the market will overplay it to the extent that I will then want to make a bet on Ramondre from a talent perspective. It's basically what I'm saying. Like at 307 or whatever, I want to bet on Ramondre's profile. Like I, I think his upside and all I'm competing with is a Dusty Lenny and Ty Montgomery. Like, I mean, think about Ramondre's case, like 307. Are you fucking kidding me? That's, that's incredible. He's a 227 pound back that can catch. We're on the clock. Uh, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, Tony Dotson, Gabe Davis, George Pickens, the best wide receivers. Available. I think we go with one of the wide receivers. I'm open. Yeah. I'd probably go Evans in that. With the, I, in I like that Evans. Range. All right. Let's do Evans. Evans is also, the guy I'm trying to take more of going forward. I, I wanted I to hit this one because I thought this was a so Dave pulling up what ended up being a hindsight two v two for us. I'm I'm curious what you guys Pollard and Watson who we have versus what could have been Devonta and Gibbs thoughts. Devonta Gibbs, I think. Yeah, yeah. Really, I think I'm Pollard Watson. Okay. I'm not really in close. I think it's yeah. really close. That I think it's close too. I think it's close too. I just think Gibbs is reasonably close to Pollard. Hmm. I think. I think Gibbs I think I projected Gibbs for more points than Pollard. <laughs> really? I mean, I projected Zeke on Dallas, so that's a huge caveat there. I did. I have him back-to-back, like, identical. And actually, in half, I have Pollard higher. I have this sorted by by full. Yeah. And I projected um, Zeke. So that's not – I mean, that's – yeah. If Zeke doesn't sign with him, Pollard's case is a lot higher. The our team for the audio listeners, we mentioned that two v two. We do have uh, no quarterbacks: Tony Pollard at running back, Cooper Cup, Christian Watson, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans at wide receiver, and Mark Andrews at tight end. Here, I want to hit on Gibbs. Uh, Nobo Sox says I don't know what to expect from him. I think he's a really interesting conversation, but we're about up right now. Yeah, right, Gibbs is that on on Traylon in this range? Are we still waiting for cheaper prices than this? I mean, this is this might as well be ninety five in this room, right? Yeah. In this room, it's we're getting him potentially at price unless he goes. Uh, Burks does there he go. goes, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be down to take Sanders at a huge ADP discount as our running back too. I think we could afford the detour. The I don't know thing, if he's worth the detour, but the only other option is if you want to take Cooks and build out like. You can get a Dak Fowler at one seventeen and play like yeah. the Dallas angle. I'd rather do that. Sanders. That would be Acres over Sanders. So let's just go Cooks. Okay. I don't know if you want to do that. We could do Acres with the Cooper Cup thing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think it's um, fine. Yeah. Um, Gibbs, Gibbs, twelfth overall pick. Obviously, is a big element, right? But um, I mean, I think when you when you do it from a projection standpoint, he's one where I got really excited because. DeAndre Swift has had just absurd like targets per out run, receiving volume. Some of that's probably skill, but a lot of that is probably the offense. And Jared Goff, immobile, you know, immobile quarterback, checks down, throws to the receivers a lot, or running backs a lot. And then you look at Gibbs' profile, and we've talked about it, Pat, and I'll let you expand on that more. But, it, I mean, it's just a, it's a ridiculous running back receiving profile. I know you emphasize yards per out run. It's something that I've uh, picked up from you. And, and when he was at, uh, what was it, Georgia Tech, his two years there were just like absurd running back yards per out run numbers not as great in the sec at alabama last year but still very very good i mean he's like an incredible on paper running back receiving profile going into and like very clearly one for one replacing this 
DeAndre Swift role. And they didn't use a 12th overall pick. I mean, I know they spent a lot of money on David Montgomery. They didn't use a 12th overall pick to not utilize Gibbs. And that's like his role. The clear part of his role is the receiving side. It's like there's an obvious opportunity for him to get. I mean, I project him as a baseline for 81 targets and 61 catches. Like there's a huge chunk there. And the receiving stuff, even in half PPR, is massive. You get more yards per catch. You only get the half yards per reception, but more yards per catch than yards per you know carry per rush attempt. It's, they're still worth more those touches. He's an explosive player, and then there's contingent upside. If something happens to David Montgomery, or if he somehow falls into 200 plus carries, I mean his ceiling, like I think his ceiling is close, like is reasonably close to Bijan's this year. Like given his situation is better. Like Bijan's situation for me, a little bit of a concern for a guy whose profile is just absolutely incredible, obviously. But Gibbs What's steps the into it. For Bijan, they were an incredible rushing offense last yeah. year. Hyper efficient on the ground. The multiple backs, lack of overall volume, you know, a little bit of a lack of passing. He's got a really good receiving profile, but I think it's tough to, to you know, project him anywhere close to like Gibbs receiving numbers. Obviously, you project him for a lot more rushing. Um, but I think Algiers is going to get used. I think, you know, uh, Arthur Smith was content to – I I just Montgomery's made Montgomery's going to steal far more work from yeah. Gibbs than Algiers is from yeah. Bijan. Low-value touches in that case. I think, um, you know, Dave Montgomery will take low-value touches from Gibbs. What about the I, goal line work? I mean, that naturally goes to yeah. Montgomery. Speak of Probably. the devil, Montgomery here is a pretty big smash. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. Sure. Unless, do you have any other options? I don't want to lead the witnesses, but I don't. Think no, no, I was, I was eyeing him. Yeah, I mean, Dallas, Detroit makes sense. He's got contingent. I mean, everything I'm talking about, he he can catch sixty balls too, especially if Gibbs were to get hurt. It's a good running back situation. It's one of the best running back situations in the league. I'm not really trying to make a case that Bijan's is bad. I just think that Gibbs, from a from a contingent upside perspective, if Montgomery went down or. If, he had the like, like Swift has had a role with Detroit over the last couple of years that like two years ago was good enough that last year we drafted him at the one, two turn. Right. Like, yeah, that role yeah. was pretty valuable. He was also a smash in the fourth round the year before. Right. Yeah. Or the, the third, fourth. I think we got him at the three, four turn in that NFC draft. that we, Yeah. And we, we were, that was a crush. Yeah. 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 And, um, and Gibbs could legit be better than Swift was in that role and potentially even get more work than Swift did. I obviously, you know, realize he's competing with David Montgomery. It's more than Swift was competing with. But they, the Lions, like, always seem to not really trust Swift's health and all of that. And then they went out and they drafted Gibbs 12th overall, and they're like, we're in love with this dude. Like, everything you hear about, they fucking love him. And they made that decision after they had Montgomery on the roster. I mean, I, I the feel issue like is. I think with Gibbs, when you look at like guys that he like, even if you so I pulled up my profile of him, my comps, which are all pretty big stretches because he doesn't really comp like anybody. Um, and this is something JJ uh, Zacharyson has talked about with like, there's haven't been that many backs that have entered the league that, that, that entered the league that even look like Gibbs in recent years, which makes him very difficult to kind of think through. Uh, what are we going to do with this pick here? Yeah, so one thing to talk through. So um, as much as I said we might be able to push Dak, I doubt Nez is going to pass on him at 1-7 and 1-10. Um, I don't necessarily want to reach for Dak. We also have a golf out later. Um, just tossing that out there, though. I, kind of, I feel like we made the bet on Dak. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Smart. If you want Dak, you got to do it now. That's just yep. Let's do it. I think the other pick would be like Antonio Gibson. I think we get a similar in the two v two sense, a similar running back on the way back, right? Yeah. I yeah, think, Gibson or whatever. Guy, I think. Also, guys, we just the, the chat is just on fire wanting us to talk about Denzel Mims uh, to the Lions. So, nice. <laughs> right. well, let's, wait, is, did that happen? Yes. Let's finish up our relevant Lions talk first. Denzel um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mims to the Lions. So my three statistical comps for Gibbs were Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Gainwell, and Rashad White, um, which I feel like the just like vast like range of that is also like he doesn't really conflict anybody. But even McCaffrey there, like McCaffrey came in at two hundred two, Gibbs came in at one ninety nine. McCaffrey didn't become McCaffrey until his second year, and I my guess is that the Lions would plan, especially given that they signed Montgomery would sort of plan to have Gibbs in a part-time role, bring him along, kind See, of that I deal out what he can do on early downs. You know, he's he's a smaller back. I mean, he's not really – like, it's just a, a natural concern for him would be like, can he actually run between the tackles? The fact that they talk him up as he's not a running back is not the best thing for his rookie year value. Like, I would like my running backs to play running back, so they can get a ton of snaps and soak up all the touches. Not that he won't have value, but I think if we're talking about his ceiling outcomes, this is why I don't think his ceiling is very close to Bijan's unless Montgomery gets hurt because he's probably well, getting used in a making. specialty role primarily. Um, that was the point. Bijan's going to. It's contingent. Gibbs' contingent with, upside is where the ceiling really gets it. to that range. That was the case I was making. But um, you, the, 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 the thing I would sort of disagree with on the McCaffrey point is just like, I mean, you, you sort of just said there's not really great comps, and then we're talking about like the specifics of how McCaffrey got brought along. Like that's a but one. Christian McCaffrey is a is a fucking superstar, and he's a good rusher. Yeah, like, it's just one situation with, though with Jonathan Stewart. Like you know, it's like that's. I mean, it is actually yeah, pretty similar. Panthers could go back; they wouldn't do that. They would use him full full bore year one. I think Ron like, Rivera you know? would do it. I think he would do it again. <laughs> okay, well, then, I do. He's a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to make this pick, but I, I, basically, I think Gibbs' situation is entirely different than that. I would take Penny here, probably. I don't know about you guys. Or um, Damon Harris. I would take Penny or Harris or Herbert or Mitchell, to be honest. So whoever you guys want. I'm Penny, yeah, I but... Uh, Let's do Penny, then. We're all Penny, yeah. Penny, Penny. I, I am worried Penny's going to fall because <clears throat> we're, we're hearing, like, beat reporters. It's one of those things where, I like... I've been so annoyed by, like, the reaction to these reports that are, like, so fucking obvious. Like, Brees Hall's, like... We think he's going to play week one. And then it's like, he's starting camp on the pup. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. He's has to but start. But all it takes is like a couple smart people pointing that out. Like, I feel like Leone materially impacted the way DeAndre Hopkins is viewed by coming out and, and writing a smart thread about DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I, agree I mean, the market you. does react, do. but the market's fucking fickle. Like, it, all it takes is like, you know, somebody like Leone being like, this is dumb. And then. The market reacts back the other way. <laughs> so what you're saying is we need to tell Leone to pump Penny's bags after yes. this. Yeah, we, we, we do need to get that. that. There's going to be some report on Penny not being a roster lock because the be Beats have been saying he hasn't been a roster lock the hasn't whole – No, that exactly. That's already what, existed. It already That's exists, already but this is yeah. – this whole week has been reports that already exist getting re-reported and people being like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Exactly. 
it's fickle the market does know best as joe points out but the market is so fickle like everybody wants to be ahead of clv and i think over time people are going to learn to be a lot more chill about the ways that they respond to this stuff in, as we move forward in a world where we play best ball year round but like right now everyone wants to get out in front of everything and it's it's like it's crazy <laughs> like well pat just you know gave us an example of <laughs> Yeah, well, I wish I had a full screen for that one when Pat just had his his freak out <laughs> moment there. Perfect. Um, all right, we're Where are we on going the here? block here. Herbert does fall. I do like uh, I do like Herbert a good bit. I'm fine with Jacoby Myers if yeah. you want to get a sixth wide receiver here. What do you guys like? So with the Penny plays the Giants week. 16 we have cup we could get a late giants receiver and get 16 17 correlation which makes me want to go running back here what's my i'm point? down for herbert let's do herbert i was like waiting for you ben i was like what are you talking about talking about wando robinson for some reason yeah. what's happening <laughs> Um, what I was going to say on the, on the Gibbs thing and like, not to completely discount the McCaffrey point, I do think that's a possibility. Part of the reason I'm so excited about Gibbs is because I feel like he landed in the perfect situation for his skill set. He landed in a spot where DeAndre Swift was running Targus Pratt runs of 25% and higher every year of his career so far. And now he's gone. There's this huge opening. They took him 12th overall, way higher than it, like expected, which like, you know, 12th overall is 12th overall, but it's also 12th overall when we thought he would go like maybe in the first round, maybe he's getting mocked as the 31st pick of the first round, right, you know, right, right. like, yeah, I mean, totally. it's like, it's super aggressive and they, they definitely want to use this guy. And then in terms of like, do the Detroit lions, are they as a team on a two year timeline where they're thinking, Oh, we might bring him along for next year. Like the Panthers were Ron Rivera. I mean, yeah, like they were a, a winning team, but like, I don't feel like they were like, like the Lions are trying to win this year. They're trying, they're the favorite in the division. They have not won the division in like 30 years. They're gonna go like if they think Jameer Gibbs gives them the best chance to play to win. I honestly, yeah. honestly think there's possibilities that they would be running him out there and like not even playing to David Montgomery much at times in certain games in certain environments where they just kind of get carried away. And you have Gibbs running like a 75% snap share because they think he gives them the best chance in that environment. If it's a fast-paced game or whatever, games like that, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, so I, I mean, they're 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 in go for it mode. I don't think they're going to restrain his role. I mean, they have been complimentary of David Montgomery as well, and they have such different skill sets. And Montgomery, I don't think is very good, but he does some stuff. Like he's not he's not complete dust or anything. Like he's he does what he does, you know, and he runs between yeah. the tackles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level. No, he's fine. So, so I think it could be. Definitely like someone who caps his Gibbs's uh, snap share for his rookie season. And then I would, I would also just note like um, in my profile of him, I mentioned that at the time he was an early fifth round pick on FFPC and going in the early sixth round on underdog. So we are paying a lot more for Gibbs post him going first round, post him landing in this perfect landing spot. Like we did have to pay a premium for that new information. How much of a premium, like are we willing to pay on it? Because it I'm willing to pay where... a premium for that particular landing spot. I don't think there was a better landing spot. I mean, I'm willing he to pay a premium, but I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, if he gets a little more pricey than this, I think I'll still be in. We're <laughs> I'm, on I'm... the clock. This is a running back zone as far as the best picks. You got Jamal Tank. I like Rasheed Rice Kendrick. here as a luxury sixth wide receiver. 
We could do that. I'm in. All right, let's do that. I think we're probably looking at a quarterback with our next pick. So that's going to put us in the uh, Matthew Stafford, Jordan Love range. Those are the only stacking candidates we have with this team so far. Otherwise, we would need to build out a backdoor. But we have Dak. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. that works. Stafford's a nice one. Stafford works great with that. As long as we don't take Van Jefferson. <laughs> oh, he's off the board. Yes. <laughs> what ahead of Rasheed Rice? What the hell? Uh, uh, what I was gonna say about like still being willing to chase Gibbs up is just, um, he reminds me of Alvin Kamara landing with the Saints, and I feel like, and maybe I'm pattern matching a little bit. I missed on that. I knew that was such a perfect landing spot for a running back, and I still kind of like made these hem and haws and excuses. Yeah. And I was like, ah, but his profile is not that great. And Gibbs' profile is elite. It's elite in exactly the way that matters. He's an amazing receiving running back. Like, I mean, one of the best receiving running back profiles we've ever seen. Going into a spot where we know there's going to be a ton of running back targets. I mean, it feels like the Camara thing, and I shouldn't even have any questions about the profile fit. What, and they used the 12th overall draft capital on him. And it's like, I, I, I just, I don't want to make that mistake again. What's crazy? Not- What's crazy is Camaro was what a thirteenth round pick. Yeah, that 12, year. No. I think we took him in the twelfth of that FFPC league. Where but we, he yeah, was a smash pick. late in the year, and that's because they had three backs. They brought in Adrian Peterson. They wound up cutting Peterson. They still had Mark Ingram. They had three guys. He yeah. was a third round draft pick. Different scenario. Two back system. Twelve as a rookie, he he scored nineteen point seven PPR points per game. That's crazy. It's crazy good. It's crazy good. Yeah, so you'd like you'd be psyched round. about that in like the third or fourth round. Yeah, for like sure. Psyched. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I it. think I think we probably should take Stafford here. There's no guarantees yeah. these guys come back around. We'll build out that that Rams Giants game stack by getting Demarcus Robinson late. <sighs> <laughs> the I mean, chat said uh Pete uh Oh, the Jets on a roll. Said something about Pete. How do you feel about Gibbs? We, me and Pat are definitely in full-on debate mode. I, I don't know how do you feel about him. Dude, every, everyone gets to listen to me fucking talk my bullshit about these drafts all the time. Like, this is this is a chance for you guys to get off your uh, your hot takes here. Well, and you, um, I mean, you're definitely keeping us on track on the draft. So <laughs> that's, that's I, I like I like Gibbs. Um, I just like don't end up selecting him a lot for like structural reasons there where yeah. he's going. um you know i'm i'm about even with the field 7.7 percent. i think i'm i'm content being even with the field on gibbs don't want to fade i don't want to be super over on him and it's like even it goes back to the thing about how the market is now really pricing in the late season upside in the same way no more garrett wilson's in the 12th jsn goes in the fifth no more alvin Kamara's in the 12th jameer gibbs goes in the fourth like even what etn as a rookie was like a mid to late fifth round pick. And now Gibbs is going a full round uh, ahead mm-hmm. there. And people were really excited about ETN. So it is, you are paying a premium for the upside you're describing when I completely agree it's there. But 12th overall pick is, is different than where ETN went. True. And, mm. and Harris was going, is it you know, even higher? ETN was a first round pick. Like, is it that? It was different? like 22nd. Yeah. 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 It it's a running back. And, I don't think there's any difference. The, I don't think every it's a year running we back talk about the top round. 20. I know, but it's a running back. It's like I think top twenty running backs different than outside the top twenty. When people say there's like usually twenty first round grades, and then it's a non premium pick basically when you get into twenty two, twenty three. 
to take him the opportunity yeah, cost maybe, of taking maybe, him at 12 is he was a huge materially reach. different he, he was consensus that people thought he was going to go late first the lions reach for him there's i mean i don't know that it feels like we should give him credit for being a first round pick i'm not really willing to be like he was the 12th overall pick and that changes my my prior on him the fact that he was the a first round pick i think is important yeah um all right, we're about to pick here at 164. Our team so far, Dak and Stafford at quarterback. Running backs, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, Rashad Penny, Khalil Herbert. Our wide receivers, Cup, Watson, Kirk, Mike Evans, Cooks, Rashi Rice, tight end, Mark Andrews. Roshan, a pretty big faller here. If you guys want to double up on the Bears' backfield, you could also grab Jaden Reed and see if you could somehow like push Jordan Love you back could do Greenwell around. and double up on the Eagles, too. I don't know. We could do I think Reed. We could do Spears. on the Bears, but... Spears is available too. Is a I I don't mind Spears either. Gretch. I would be Roshan over Gainwell or Spears. Yeah, that's fine. All right, I couldn't. I'm just trying to read the tea leaves there and grabbed Roshan. I like that. I kind of Roshan like a pretty big follow faller there at 164. Um, yeah, screw it. I think they can both have big, you know, big opportunities, like big, big, big games, big situations, individual ceilings. It's late enough too, where. If we get something out of one of those guys, it's probably okay. Yeah. Um, real quick, so I've been wanting to hit on this because we've been getting questions about our high-stakes managed leagues this year. I promise we were going to have an announcement for you guys soon. We are working to get all of this sorted. We are going to have high-stakes drafts. We are going to be streaming them. We are going to be out in Vegas. Um, we're just trying to get all of our ducks in a row, but that announcement will be very, very soon. So we'll, we'll keep you guys Ideally close. next Wednesday, right? We're going to try to get <laughs> Look at Chris's yeah. comment. Ah, 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 back right, BBM3 winner. <laughs> when did I say that? When you had your little spell. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. You read it differently than I did it. So that I was like, I thought you were. <laughs> that's how um, I read that. Yeah, that's how I read that. <laughs> uh, the, um, oh, Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to do more game stuff. I was too. Sam Sherman <laughs> pointed out that Kamara's like 20 pounds heavier. I, I was literally just talking about the fit, the player fit to an offense that is like so good for pass catching running backs. That's the key for me here is like some offenses are really good for pass catching backs. Some are not. And if you catch 60 balls, you are a fucking top 10 running back period. Like that's just the way it works. Like I don't care if it's half PPR. And I mean, Gibbs has upside then to be explosive beyond that. Anyway. Yeah. My my thing with Gibbs where he's going that makes it a little tough. And I, I have a I'm at seven point one percent, so it's kind of interesting. I have very similar to Pete. Um I have had him on a couple higher stakes stuff too. So I'm actually quite happy. Like I like that. I like being slightly underweight, but like have a, a couple of like bigger money teams on him. And it's like, all right, I like my I'm basically even with the field overall. So I, I'll take that. But it's not it, like his price isn't the price in a vacuum. It's it's in a Overall, um, go ahead. Let's make this. Uh, I'm a three quarterback slappy, so I, I do like love stacked up with Watson, but I'm I'm open to other ideas too. When did the three QB slappy thing start? Uh, I'm in on that. By the way, that sounds great. Um, the, we could also do Hodgins as a bring back. On the yeah, we're gonna thing. have a ton of Giants options though too. We can do the love yeah. thing if you want to do that. That's fine with me. Okay. Have you always been a three QB slappy though? No. No, that's definitely new this year. I really like having three different stacks. 
for the playoff yeah. weeks if I and if we don't have a top 100 quarterback Dak Prescott at one-on-one um no I, <laughs> it, like, Dak and Stafford isn't necessary you can certainly roll out a two QB room with them based on the capital we spent but it's not also a QB room that gives me uh a lot of warm fuzzies about our upside through three specific gauntlet tournaments that's fair they're basically both pocket passers that's a little unfair to Dak but he hasn't run quite as much yeah recently um i was just gonna say with, with gibbs like he's generally going at like the three four turn ish and maybe mid fourth in some drafts but he's doing that in an environment where you can get like saquon barkley in the early third in some drafts now josh jacobs in the third Ramondre stevenson could be in for sure three four turn pick Brees hall's mid third like you know you can get pollard's late second Derrick Henry late second, like Jonathan Taylor mid to late second. Like there is a lot of running back value this year. And to me, I'm like, let's be picky about it. Let's not yeah. be greedy and go running back value, running back value. Oh, fuck. My st- structures aren't working because yeah. I, I don't have enough pack firepower at the other position, you know? So I have to be, I, I'm being a little selective with Gibbs, maybe overly selective, but I may you know, be in too. Like, I- I want he's the not guy, a guy. I guess I'm 21% on him. Like I, that's higher than I thought it would be. Honestly, he's not a guy that I've been crazy, crazy high on. In my in my draft exposures, I'm high on yeah. him. In like as a player, obviously, I've talked about him for an hour. <laughs> to me, like uh, I've been I've been trying to get more Josh Jacobs actually, and I like that he's got this holdout situation, so I can get more of him. Um, because not that he has like the perfect path to the legendary upside, but like he. Yeah, he's like who's Great challenging focus. this dude for touches? Like he's gonna have all the touches, and I, he's like dude, good. He, he came out know. running back three in my projections, and I was like, yeah, I gotta take some of him. I, like, I gotta get just, more. Yeah, yeah. And he, and you're not worried about age. He's young enough. Like he's just. I'm like, I don't have any questions. He's not like the most talented guy of these dudes, but he's not far off. Like he 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 was very good last year, you know. And so when I'm looking at like Ramondre versus him, like. I'm probably picking nits on Ramondre or Gibbs a little bit, but it's like, it's because I might literally be deciding between him and Josh Jacobs in that draft, you know, yeah. or him and Brees Hall, who I think Brees Hall has the highest. I'll take Jacobs over him every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. I'll take, yeah, I, I, my, my thought on Gibbs is the, the option cost for most of the time where he's going is a lot different than most of the time where, where Jacobs is going, but that's not necessarily going to be true with the falling and stuff. So that, that is like, you know, with the other running backs falling, but so that that is a fair point. We're so we up, need up. with with these last two picks, we need at least one more wide receiver, at least one more tight end, and then have some flexibility with the other pick a there. Tight end might make sense here because I love Mayor late, but he has a week thirteen bye, and so when mm. you have Andrews, you can't do that. Well, we could grab the Giant because we have ten seconds. Slayton, you want Slayton we, or Hyatt? I would be Slayton. What do you got? I think I'd be Hyatt with this group because we're strong. Okay. I'm cool. Right, we got like Cooks and Evans and Kirk. Like yeah. we're we're not worried about targets early on. Yeah. yeah for the moon. So then, I, I like a lot of these guys. These mm-hmm. these tight ends. You were saying you like Mayor the most, but you don't want I like to take Mayor. Him. I like Mayor significantly more than most of these guys normally, but I'm glad I'm glad we didn't take a tight end. Do you guys ever take the swing on Ferguson? He does add out because that's why I was board. yeah. I was kind of hinting that. Um, we can grab him. We could just grab yeah. Ferguson. Yeah, that's that's the move. The move was to take a wide receiver and get Ferguson. 
The like one other, like if you're trying to dial up game stacks, like a move that I sometimes would do here would do Musgrave <coughs> with Love and then grab like a Ty Chandler, bring back. Um, oh, we have two more picks. 17. Yeah, that's viable. With um, Andrews, I, I I like taking Ferguson or Musgrave. Like we're, we're banking on Andrews already. Mm-hmm. Musgrave yeah, does go. Musgrave so. goes. Paul I don't really take Musgrave, man. It's kind of... I don't know. Tucker Craft seems like just as good of a prospect to me. I've, Ferguson I've, I've, goes I've, I've, one pick ahead of us. we got to pick another tight end. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Conklin can... is like a viable... like. Yeah, we might as well just take Conklin. Me. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but that's hilarious. Ferguson, I have it. Or Hunter Henry is a viable standalone to me too. I take too much of him. We could do Parker and then Henry and do like a little um, Patriots thing. You're now right. Parker over Thornton, Pat. Oh, oh I didn't no. see that Thornton was available. Oh, I would we take could have taken Thornton. Well, you yeah. got him. Good Whoa! Move. Good move, dude. That was, quick. that was really quick. That was insane. I've as someone who just streams seven drafts and try that several times and never <laughs> got it. Every time I tried it, it always nimble fell. fingers. <laughs> that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> too too much practice. Too much practice. That was amazing. <sighs> now Henry's one hundred percent going. So we like, who are we taking? Logan Thomas. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going four tight ends. No, they know you, you, can, you can always two. take like Kate Otten or something. You, you can't really get locked out. You, it's Otten. it's basically impossible to get boxed out at tight end. You can also just take Mayer and eat the week 13 by, and Mayer might yeah. be a fucking smash in the 18th, and who cares? I like that. That's a good point. Like, oh, no, week 13 by. I have become more of a bye week, bro. Denny's had a really rough week. He uh, The Frisbee the frisbee uh, miss came up on stream. Is that why that was starting? To, that's why that, yeah, that's why that came back around. Because the, the interception, because I, I floated the theory that Denny threw an interception last summer uh, in the flag football game to bury the Frisbee situation, which was worse because the Frisbee situation, you had a perfect throw and then he missed it. Dude, the that was such a good throw from yeah. so fucking far. From so far. And it was, it was beautiful. It just had, it's a great throw, man. I recommend people it's resurfaced on Twitter. Go check it out. Um, I want to see that again. I haven't seen it. Yeah, in we, should, a year. we should pull it up, Pete. You should, you should just. Yeah, we can yeah. pull it up after. We this. gotta watch that. Um, but then, then Denny threw the interception, and I, I think he may have done that to cover it up. Uh, then he came out saying he didn't like. I think you should leave. Uh, apparently, he's <laughs> yeah. out in Seahawks uniform, so it's been a rough week. But with that in mind, I do want to give Denny credit for another amazing video where he bye did the bro. best ball, the bye week, the bye week best ball bros reviewing your team. It's incredible I, work. It's incredible work. It, it's so good. I, uh, I've i been working on my script for Best Ball Bros 2023. I have another video I need to get out first, but um, there's so much fodder to work with this year. Did you, uh, like, how shocked are you? Because you, you probably have more fodder than ever. Like, there's so many ever. more terms. They're, they're going to be almost entirely new characters, uh, too. Like, there's a whole new <laughs> oh, genre no. of Best Ball Bro characters to do. By the way, the... Uh, some of the best ball bro stuff is like aged pretty well. Like their takes have aged pretty well. So <laughs> yeah. I think, I think this, this is, is probably Henry, right? Because we took. Thorne. I think Henry or Mayor. If How much you want to hear about the bye, bye week? I would rather be Mayor and eat the bye week and just. I think Henry's objectively a better pick than Mayor. Okay, all right. Then, then, then let's, let's go it. Henry. Um, it is funny because I, 
with the best ball bro like because i have that as the intro you know for my my -hmm. streams and i keep thinking like oh i i need to like these are going to feel really dated but a lot of the jokes kind of hold up because i feel like we a lot of the stuff we were like that was on the bleeding edge last year or whatever is now just like what everyone talks about this year. Yeah. So it actually got right. a year ahead of it. With the, right. with the jokes. So now it's I need to get the, the 2024 ones recorded now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's one that's like, it's, it's something like, I can't, you know, it's the Davis, Zacherts, Tyler Aldea bring back, but I, but the way you do it is like, I can't really get on board with Zacherts without the Tyler Algier bringback, which is so perfect because Algier is the one who smashed. So, like, not having the bringback was a problem. Like, the best ball bro is right. Like, you should have the bringback. Oh, man. It's so good. Um. All right. This team is in the books. 3-5-8-2 build. Dak, Matthew Stafford, Jordan Love at quarterback. Uh, running backs, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, Rashad Penny, Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson. Wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Christian Watson, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Rashi Rice, Jalen Hyatt, Tyquan Thornton, tight ends, Mark Andrews, and Hunter Henry. Uh, feels like a solid squad to me, fellas. Yeah, do we – uh, is our running back situation good enough? We've done this before, but – Oh, I, um, I think so. Uh, should we have taken a six? No. Oh, it's David Montgomery five, actually is a really nice pick on this team. I didn't realize we had Montgomery because I'd never taken. But that's a really also nice. when we do like a, a Herbert Roshan type thing. To me, that also makes me yep. want to take less running backs because I'm like yep. I, I'm just like hitting for a single. My other picks are smashes now. I know that, and I just need someone one of those two to kind of fill in, do a little thing, and and that sixth is better spent somewhere else. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think what you know what we're really trying to do is uh, just recreate you know, Pat's team, right? Because we got the three quarterbacks. I guess we don't have the double anchor RB. We do have the two running backs from the same backfield. Um, we got Mike Evans instead of Godwin. Tyquan Thornton, again, one elite yep. tight end and one punt scratch off. I mean, there's a, there's a, some of the fingers. Did you have Hunter Henry? Oh, no. That's, I had that was Mike Isicki. Yeah. 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 Who yeah. was playing. Wait, you had Mike Isicki and you yes. still hate him. You've always yes. hated him. That's the yeah. only guy from your winning team that you didn't magically start liking. You still hate Mike Isicki. And Tyquan Thornton, I still don't magically like that much. Although <laughs> I'm okay with him. I'm okay. And I probably, to be honest, I probably wouldn't like him and I'm okay with him. So, yeah. No, Gesicki is the one. And Gesicki scored a touchdown in week 17 and would have, I would have been fine with him in my lineup instead of Kittle. So he came through the, and I still the, like him. It's I did I I didn't want to pass on the I mean Thornton at one ninety seven is really nice. The other thing though I think we could have justified was doing Chandler Ty Chandler as the sixth running back too as like a little bring back with the Love Watson yeah. stuff if we did want to go for that sixth running back. I think that's sacrificing structure a bit for the correlation. Pete, you don't think you could get away with seven draft. wide receivers in this room? You could get away with it, but I just think Thornton is a much stronger pick with this wide receiver room then i just don't think we need chandler i'm always trying to break ties to like you know like thornton is pretty easy to see how he has a spike week in the right week you don't have to sell me on thornton it's more just the you know if we get love and watson going crazy in week 17 it would be nice to have a, sure. a minnesota piece for sure yeah it's just like who's thornton is if he's not health if he's healthy he's not gonna be a dead roster spot chandler we don't need the running back, and like he's got pretty high dead rush spot odds, I think. 
Yeah. I mean, you and I talked about this a little bit this morning, too, with the same dynamic with Chase Brown and Travion Williams, too, where it's like Ty Chandler now gets drafted in 100% of these, and like it still could be McBride, you know, in in 17. Honestly, this sounds nuts, but it could be Kenny and Wangwu. Like, it honestly could. He's their starting kick returner. He's fucking fast. We've never really seen Ty Chandler do anything. Well, there could be Kareem Hunt. And Wangwu wasn't heavily used in college either. No, he wasn't at all. But he's really yeah. fast, and he's never had more than sixty-one game. carries in a or more than sixty-four offensive touches in a college season. Like, well, guess what, Ben? It's called having tread on the tires, dude. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason Ty Chandler got you know a lot more work than that in college. I'm just saying, you know, we just we don't we really don't know with that backfield. So, do you know what what was nice about this team is generally like if we're in our crazy piss boy rooms you're having to reach for the wide receivers, but then you get pretty good running back value. We got pretty nice running back value. Montgomery, a full round after ADP. Penny, a full round after ADP. Herbert, a half round. Roshan, a full round. And then you look at our wide receiver selections. Kirk was after ADP. Evans at ADP. I guess Cooks was just a a teeny reach there at the wide receiver cliff. But otherwise, we didn't actually have to get too ahead on anything other than really the DAC pick. And I like that we went Cooks. Cooks. We didn't love yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. Because we but had what? we had our like let's snap some let's snatch some value out of the room at running back, and instead of getting it with Sanders, we got it with Montgomery, and I think that fit what ended up happening with the room quite a bit better. Mm-hmm. But like Kirk and Watson were both picks. I don't think any of us were jumping over the moon for, but also we're pretty like by ADP. Where I think when we were picking, we're sort of in their own tier, like five picks ahead of the other receivers, and it's like all right, well, let's just take the guy that's. Yeah, a decent value. Yeah, yeah. Um, who did? Did people want? Some people wanted to get sauce here. Ryan, uh, Joe Burrow, and Jimmy G. I mean, Jimmy G. Oh that's, my God! So you got one and a half quarterbacks. We're off to a good start. <laughs> that's just, that's uh, yeah. Anytime you can reach for the Chiefs' fourth running back, too. That's that's a good start. Um, look at is this the all Leone team? Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Derek McKinnon, Jamal Williams. Those guys were all very relevant five years ago. I do like your wide receivers, so it's nice that you got. I'm super distracted. Sam Sherman's talking about Travis Homer in the chat, and I'm just like, Travis Homer, what? (laughs) (laughs) Travis Homer? Homer? No, he's saying that Roshan Johnson's going to be a healthy scratch for Travis Homer. I I made this case on the pod with Leone that Homer does play a lot of special teams when I went to. Does he? Oh, no. Yeah. And they gave him a decent contract. They are going to play him, but I think they're going to just have four running backs active. They're not going to. They're not going to deactivate Roshan all year. Hey, wow. Ryan, your team's less interesting than Travis Homer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Bo Sox wants a little sauce. Watson, Russell Wilson, Purdy. Wish I could make fun of you for going three quarterbacks with these two, but then that's just what we did. Uh, Mixon, Akers, Brian Robinson, Ford, Mostert. That's the most boring running back room I've ever it's seen. It's so I mean, boring. I've been it's in on Cam Akers, but that's, those are just fucking boring players. Yeah. Like, have <laughs> someone fun. Live a little. Like, have, like, enjoy your life a little bit. Objectively, Jerome Ford is your most fun player, and I could not pick him out of a lineup. Right. I have no idea, <laughs> no what, idea what he looks I like. I don't know what he looks like. And he's by far your most fun player in your running back room. No, no, Bo Sox did say in the chat, and it's fun to look at this. So he was sweating 
the Conklin. So we had Conklin right there until the last second with Tyquan Thornton because he really wanted Conklin as his Deshaun Watson stack bring back. So glad we could uh, facilitate that for you there. <laughs> I like that. That's a nice Ryan is uh, Ryan saying we tie spiced him. We went a little too strong there. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know. That's what, what do they say? You can't handle the sauce, right? Um, That's more sauce than I was looking for, honestly. Uh, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't say we do have our new Piss Boy merch in the that. in the store now. I got those links uh, in the description. We got this in the tank, too. If you guys want it in something else, if you want T-shirts or whatever. The Piss Boy bucket hat really does, sort of. That's, I mean, oh, it's great. It's drip. evocative. It's an yeah. evocative move. Um. <laughs> uh, I think I might become statement. a bucket hat guy. And it just really, it, it dawned on us too. when I was, I think I was on Lowell's with Brian and you have the draft capital buckets and you're like, uh, you're, if you win uh, bucket one for wide receivers. So you're the, the piss boy bucket one bucket hat really all came together. I just thought it, you know, kind of covered you if someone's pissing all over your head. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Um, piss girl merch. This is Ooh. this is gender neutral, Stephanie. This yeah, is I love gender, gender, this is also piss women here. There's yeah. nothing on this hat that uh, signifies where this piss is coming from. Could be <laughs> we thought this through. We we, we it made could a be girl neutral. on girl. It could be girl on boy. It could be boy on girl. It could be anything. Whoever wants to piss, piss away. Piss. <laughs> girl on girl piss. That's where we're at in this part. This <laughs> individuals. Uh, <laughs> Don't Google that, but Google the, the, the Frisbee throw. That, that's what we got to we gotta check gender, out before we go. Gender fluid. There you go. Thank you. I think uh, gender I fluid talk, is, the, is the winner. If we, we could do a little behind the curtain here. Gretchen Pat will attest, we've been working on this merch design for like literally two months. There's been lots of back and forth with our designer. There's been lots of uh, storyboarding and uh, creative ideation with this. And basically the main thing is, is no one actually wants to wear merch that explicitly shows someone pissing, but yet you also want to be true to the piss individual brand. I'm happy with how this came out after months of work. Yeah, I am too. I mean, the wide receiver... We were like, you know, the wide, we want the wide receiver to be, it's sort of, if you know, you know, sort of situation where, is it a cool wavy pattern that we picked? Maybe. Is it literally written in piss? Yes, it is. That, that is what we're going for. <laughs> Duke it's a little bit says, viscous at the end of the day, but you know. We, we did, we, we, we talked viscosity. We talked okay? a lot about we viscosity. Viscosity was actually, was actually discussed. Um, there was a point too where like I was sending back mock-ups to Gretch and Pat and like you guys are writing these really long paragraphs and they were very thoughtful and I was like I have to go back to my designer and ask for more viscosity like what? <laughs> less viscosity <laughs> oh my good um yeah, Duke says if he viscosity. finishes top 10 in BBM I'll buy the whole collection I'll hold you up on this because I use a drop shipper and they have a warehouse full of these so he would just basically <laughs> buying these forever because i don't know if it's possible for them to run out so i'm gonna hold you up on that <laughs> oh my goodness here um <laughs> sorry about your way get the clothes. frisbee up let's i want to oh, see yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah let's the do that thing. so to give backstory to this this was i think this was two summers ago we uh on cape cod a uh, few of us got a place for the weekend, Pat Thorman, Denny, John Daigle, uh, Reeves. And 
it was on like a, like a bluff that overlooked the beach. And so we were down at the beach, but then we were up at our place and Denny was down there and we had decided like, I had just done the randomizer Frisbee. So I had those, I was like, we should, you know, throw the Frisbee off there and, and see if we can catch it. And, uh, and that should set it up. Let me see if I can find this in my mentions where this was. And people do comment on the quality of the video. Um, there were some like very grainy, uh, versions of this, but Rich has a good version here. Here we go. Denny's my wide receiver. This is amazing. This is there's so many there's just like random people in chairs you could have hit. There's so much risk here. I love it. Jogging. Come on. All right, we're about to attempt a long distance throw to my wide receiver one, Denny Carter here. He's down here. This can only end badly. We got a little tailwind. Here we go. Ready, Denny? I mean, what a throw. A hell of a throw. Oh, that might actually work. That might actually work. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why oh, is no. Boring? Come on. Denny. Yes. Yes. Denny. Denny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you good. drank it. Oh. Oh. So Denny. good. Yes. Yes. Denny. Die! Oh, no. <laughs> Die! Oh, he's in the drink. Oh. I will never have a throw that good in my Daddy. life. It was just right Daddy. there. Oh, dude. And, and I mean, <laughs> almost got oh, Not to drink. knock the randomizer merch, but I went and played with that Frisbee with my kids in, in the, the wind, and it was so hard to, to throw it, we had to go buy one of the, the more heavy-duty Frisbees to, to well, play. Well, the merch because... just got knocked. I'm not selling it. <laughs> I don't know how... I'm just saying, like to throw that frisbee that far is oh man. Um it's a little it, bit of a lighter duty frisbee. You can see it and for, for big time frisbee. <laughs> I, like, I like how you just went from you about to throw it to Denny in the water set. <laughs> I will say I I hate to do this because Denny's had such a rough week with some of these bad takes, but in Denny's defense, there was a ton of these there little was, like rock croppings out yeah, here. Yeah, he talked about the rocks, Ooh. how he couldn't dive because of the rocks. But look how close oh. he was. Come on, but Ew. but look. Oh, so man. okay, so he's he's by this little cropping of rock or whatever yeah. it is. He was it's the second time he's by that. So he uh, he misjudged the arc. One, the other one thing to not underestimate is like how far like Denny came to like get to this spot. Like right at the beginning of the video, Fair. like he, he's that's a lot. That's a that's a run. It's a long run in the sand. Yeah, he, he sells out for it in that regard for sure. It's just, man, you sell out that much, you get that close. I didn't know about the rock cropping. That is a, that's a key piece of content. He said his uh, adrenaline was pumping. He was in the moment. He was definitely going for it. and He goes after. I mean, he's he, he did he, almost. He starts it. taking off right here. Like, he's dead sprint at yeah, this he's, moment. And he's like, oh, I got this. I oh, got this. No, no, no. That's when. Ow, oh, it just turns on him. Here's a question. If you think, if it didn't carry into the water, and Denny stayed on land. Do you think he lays out for it on the sand? I think Ooh. I think if he had stopped and was to the side, he because there's a if he doesn't overrun it, he might have had to dive to the side. And I think he might have dove that way because he's he's not having to dive head first. The only option he had was to like lay out like this into rocks, which is understandable why he didn't do that. I still can't <laughs> believe how far you threw that 
piece of shit frisbee. I mean, that, that really good frisbee. I'm playing four football fields away. Pete throws it right at the rock. <laughs> Dude, how did you get that much carry? It's insane. It's a hell of a throw. Yeah, I mean, well, someone oh, needs wow. to restore the good name of the quality of these frisbees after the Gretsch <laughs> Is a is AI good about. enough to make him catch it? Because I would just want to see. I like it's so sad when he doesn't. I would love to see a version of Benny catching it. I just wanted I, to. I want that moment to exist. I I think it would be fun if like Denny and I, if I if I just fly Denny up to the Cape, if we just go down there, we just try to yeah. recreate this. Yeah. And just oh my see god! Could, I I I would guess it would take you. A lot yeah, of throws to get close. Yeah, I would say it's more on you than Denny, like to yeah. get that throw again. I don't I think feel you can get that throw again. I feel more confident my abilities than I do. <laughs> All right. I mean, it was a good throw. That's a, that's a normal throw for you. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, you you have stories of what was it? Was it last summer or two summers ago? You played flag football with Denny at the expo. It was last summer. Well, you've got to play one snap with him. We I get to play like exactly one offensive snap with Denny. Uh, he threw a we, pick, and that was it. <laughs> he threw an immediate pick into double coverage, I believe. With uh, and the with rules really only got one possession. He, he locked in on Rotopat from the very jump. You know, I was it, it was uh, Rotopat was his first, second, and third read on that play. <laughs> uh, so he did, he did, he did follow his progression, I mean, and then promptly threw an interception. Rotopat's got uh, you know the elite athleticism, so that, why wouldn't you lock it on? <laughs> you know he's going to go. To be with fair, that the pass rush was pretty fierce. Oh wait, no, there's no pass rush in black football. <laughs> Did you see? Oh, by the way, I got to show this. Uh, the di- the ship chasing Discord uh, tonight is popping and and has been, but I got to pull up a few things that uh, were in there. So Casey got a clip of oh my god, um, Doherty doing the the W on your stream. I had technical difficulties, Gretch. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but he's got Wu Tang Clan ain't got nothing to fuck with as the background track to this. (laughs) (laughs) They were he gave me that to draft Rashad White. That's yeah. It looks like he's saying pass catcher, like W and catch ball. Exactly. So so they he did this. So it was Rashad White. It was Isaiah Pacheco in the queue with Rashad White next. So then I put white ahead and I was like, okay, it seems like they're good with that. My headphones still weren't working. Then he threw that up and I was like, fuck, they want a pass catcher. That probably means they don't want white. So I might as well just take the highest ADP running back. Cause I never, I have no chance of figuring out which pass catcher and they just wanted white. That's a W for white. <laughs> and you took Pacheco. <laughs> yeah. took Pacheco. And, uh, and Kevin already <laughs> has your free yes. earlier tonight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, oh yeah, my we gotta god, get this. We that's, gotta get that's this actually scary. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Um, all right, incredible stuff. Um, I know you guys uh, want more drafts. Like I said earlier, we're gonna have more announcements soon about our plan for the rest of drafting season. Excited to do some high stakes uh, managed leagues. We're gonna have more updates on that. Like I said, we will be in Vegas. We're gonna be having a party on Friday night. So any of you ship chasers that are gonna be out there doing high stakes drafts, we will have more info on that soon. And Pat, Pat's but it on is the happening. That's party. not. We're not like oh, it might happen. It might not. It's happening. Friday night. Ship chasing party in Vegas. The pizza party. Be- Pat, are you going to take individual uh, pizza topping requests? Uh, everyone. I need to I, listen. I have yet to connect uh, connect with the Pizza Connect 
that Mike Shope uh, sent over. So that's, okay. that's something I've got to do. Do you guys remember this triple pepperoni? Oh, man. Uh, I want to say Barnwell tweeted about it a couple of years ago. A triple pepperoni? It's like a it's like a $60 pizza. I'm thinking that's what we got to do. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm game. We can do we can do whatever. We're doing a pizza party, guys. It's pizza party, ship chasing party. Yep. Um, and I know some of the ship chasers are getting in on <laughs> no hoagies night. is the question in the chat. What's that? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no hoagies. From oh, Brandon? that was a bit from. I said oh. I was going to throw a sub party uh, oh, where everybody okay. gets a hoagie when I win it. So yeah. Good pie in downtown Vegas. Triple pepperoni pizza. We're doing it. There we go. Um, yes, and this you will. Ryan says if we're not going to Vegas, can we Venmo request Pat for our Grubhub bill? Yeah, Pat is paying for the entire community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, it depends how many people get a hold of my Venmo, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right, yeah, become uh, become YouTube members so you guys can enjoy uh, gifts of Pat spazzing out. Get your I love wide receiver individual uh, merch, Gretch. Uh, anything else going on uh, in the stealing signals realm? I know you've been doing some awesome podcasts with Sean. I'm just working through my divisions. Uh, off-season stealing signal stuff, signal and noise from each team. Wrote about the Colts for like multiple hours today. Tip your typical ridiculously uh, over-the-top length uh, posts coming on uh, division by division, team by team. Yeah. Love it, Pat. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna be back writing tomorrow, finishing up my series on running backs. I'm gonna have another strategy article that I have, uh, kind of started a little bit uh probably early next week um and yeah got a seven hour stream if you're if you're looking to fill some fill some time go watch this listeners you elitist service us i just you know i I think i am servicing the audio listeners by by not putting a seven hour stream on the podcast feed (laughs) that is my gift (laughs) to the audio listeners can i can i read you can I read you a comment from my uh, the Best Ball Breakfast, uh, sir? Uh, so one of our uh, fine community members said, five hours in the Pat Mega stream, and the man has no idea how to service a YouTube audio listener. Draft after draft, I was left unserviced and unsatisfied, forgetting picks as soon as they were made, left with vague contours of each position room. Pete tried to coach him up, but there was no saving the common lower-class audio listener from this apathetic millionaire. <laughs> that was great. So good. That was so, so good. He just buried me. The other thing is, Pete was Pete had to focus on just getting me to service the viewer because I kept forgetting to put the board up. So yeah. I mean, don't worry, all of you listeners. The viewers didn't have a great experience. I mean, your co-managers were trying to be serviced, just trying to figure out who were picking. I was just, you know, I wasn't servicing anyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, what? Someone said we only have nine likes on this stream. None of you guys get pizza if you don't like the stream. That's show yeah, the pizza. Way more than Pete. nine likes. Yeah. Okay. Let me pull this up, Gretch. What do we got here? We got this oh. is the triple pep right here. Pep. This won't be the only thing we get. Uh, it's Forty-six dollar pizza. Definitely <laughs> concerned because we this we is... we will need some vegetarian options as well. Triple this is pep apparently... is what I've been calling my hyper fragile builds this year. Yeah, I started out with the triple pep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tough crowd. Um. All right, everybody. <laughs> tip your servers. Have a great night.